we do love to just be in the presence of God. Amen. And, and today I, I want to share with us, just following up and building up from what I've been talking about, I'll just, uh, I, I talked in the night vigil in, in, at the beginning of the month that we need to, to seek God. This is the month you need to put your focus and put your heart on seeking God and that our heart must be focused on seeking God and we must prepare ourselves to seek God. And last week I talked about three things. What did I say that we need to do? Three Ps. What did I say? Okay, the, 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 the beamer sold me out. All right, okay. Pray, prepare, and, and preach. And, and I just want to extend that a little bit. And, 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 and we, will, we will have more teaching in the, in the Bible study clinic um, to buttress the prepare part. Amen. Because it's in your ability to be able to prepare that you will hear God. I said it's in your ability to be able to prepare that you will hear God. And we said preparation talks about going into his word and understanding his word, seeking his word, reading his word, studying his word, going deep into the word so that the word becomes a part of you. And it's your ability to go into the word, the ability to go deep in his word that will enable you to be able to hear him. Amen. Amen. So don't miss the Bible study clinic. Amen. It's on, on, on the 25th, on Good Friday. We will come and learn. So, so, so make sure you register. There's still chance. Register. It's free. But we just want you to be there so that you can have a food pack. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But, but guys, it's our ability to get into that word and read his word, study his word. That's going to open up the revelation of, of God to us. Amen. And, and today I just want to, to go into something that, that I believe God wants you to understand. And I would have loved to, to have taught you a bit more about prepare. But I believe this is just something key for today that we need to understand. If you go with me to Isaiah chapter 46. Isaiah chapter 46. Verse 9 and 10. Isaiah 46 verse 9 and 10. It's, a, it's, a, it's an odd chapter to use on a topic like this, but I will use just verse 9 and 10. The context of the chapter so that you can understand for those of you that are like the, the Christians at, what, at Berea who went in and checked whether what Paul had been teaching them was right. For those of you that dare to prepare themselves and make sure and have understood that you don't just pick a portion of scripture and just use it anyhow. You need to know the context. This was a situation where God was speaking to Isaiah and rebuking the people. He was, God was actually rebuking the people. And, and in rebuking the people, in telling them that they need to come back and in telling them that they need to, to come to him. If we were to read the following verses after this, he says, you know what, I'm going to send punishment over you and I'm going to bring somebody from far away to come and deal with so that you can come back to me. But I'm stuck on verse 9 and 10. I'm intrigued by verse 9 and 10 that in a time where God is telling them they need to return, like he's telling us now that there is a revival, we need to arise up again, we need to lift our ourselves up again and begin to find God in a time like this God will say remember the former things of old most often we hear as men of God we love to say forget the old things yes or no 
We often say, forget the things of old. But here God challenges and says, remember the things of old. Ancient of days, as old as you are, as old as you are, you will never, you will never change. As old as he is, he stays the same. God challenges the people to say, for, remember, in this time, remember the things of old. For I am God. I am who? God. Remember, I am God. You know, it's, I was thinking, do we forget that he's God? Yes, we do. This is why we backslide. This is why we forget to come to church because we forget he is God. This is why we sleep when we're supposed to be praying because we forget he is God, a consuming fire. This is why we can dare to play around with fire. You know, fire burns. But do you not play with fire? Those of you that have ever touched a hot stove when you were young, did you not touch it? Did you touch it because mama didn't, didn't tell you that it was hot? They told you it was hot. They kept you away from the stove. But what do you do? You still went ahead and touched it. And when you touched it, you got burnt. And then you remember that, oh, mama said it burns. And indeed it burns. Remember that I am God. Why? Because we have a tendency to forget God. When things go tough, when you fail the exam three times, do you still remember God? Come on now, people. When the husband has slept you three, four times, do you, do you still say, thank you, God, for this husband that you gave me? When he was buying you flowers, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. The day he slaps you, this side slaps you. By the time he slaps you, God, this is not you. We forget God. It's easy to forget God. And so God says, remember that I am God. Remember, I am God. Remember the former things. Remember, I am God. Remember where you've come from. I am God. You know, when you get rich, you suddenly don't come to church because, well, this is why now some people will tell you when try to evangelize, say, oh, our church is for the poor. <laughs> Who has ever been told that? Those of you that go into the street, ah, you come from Africa where they are suffering, so church is for Africa. I've been told that several times preaching in the street. <laughs> and you wonder, well, well, where, where does that, why? Because he's associated the trouble that he's seen in Africa with the need to pray to God. So when you've got cholera ravaging the nation, people think, well, let's pray. When there's no more cholera, people don't think about praying. When they were having floods in this nation and they were killing people, flood after flood, and then they, 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 they pray to God. That's why they built a lot of these churches. In the, they were praying to God. They were looking for God. And when God began to give them wisdom and they built the dikes and then said, ah, oh, yes, thank you, God, you made the earth and we made the Netherlands. And they forgot God. And we have forgotten God because now we are comfortable. Comfort makes us forget God. Before when you were wearing one shoe and now you've got 10 pairs of shoes you, you, you are late to church choosing which shoe do I wear. <laughs> Makes us forget God. 
when you had just one shoe, you were always the first one to open the door. Now we have to call you. Where are you? Oh, I'm sorry, Pastor. You know, just a small delay. Delay what? Choosing which shoe to wear. We forget God. But God is calling us to remember him. Amen. Amen. And so he says, remember the former things of old. Remember me. And he goes on to say, he goes on to say, and there is no one else. There is no one else. <laughs> there is no other God but our God. No other Lord but our Lord. So remember, remember God is the only one. There are some fake ones, but there is no one else like our God. There are many other names that people will give you, but there is one name that has been consistent from the beginning up until now. His name is Jesus. No matter how you have written the books, his name and what he is and what he represents has always remained the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Generations have come, scholars have come, professors have come, and they've tried to approve and disapprove, but he remains who he is. His story remains consistent. I was reading the other day just some professor in the UK who's now trying to say, well, they never really put nails through Jesus' hands. They just tied him to the, to the cross. All the artifacts that I have studied, this is who he, what he has studied, have, have shown that no, he never got any nails through his hand. They just tied him to the cross until he died. And you know what? Some people will believe him. But it doesn't change the story that he was nailed to the cross. It doesn't change when you go through and, and you see the, the places that he, he walked and the way people have preserved those places from generation to generation. I've seen the city of David and I've seen the place where he walked. And you see and you say, how can then somebody come and say, Jesus never walked here? His story doesn't change. And so he says, remember me, there's no other, there's no one else. I am God. I am God. And what does he do? He says, I am declaring the end from the beginning. I am God. So I know the beginning because I am the beginning. And I can tell you the end because I am the end. I see what you have not seen. I know what you do not know. I understand what you do not understand. Because I am the beginning and I am the end. I was there before anything was. I was there before the Big Bang. I was there before evolution started. I was there. And I will be there by the time you evolve again because of your cell phone. You know, and our phones get bigger. Before we had cell phones, you know, and now you start to see people walking around there like this. And the phones get bigger. The iPhone 6 and the iPhone 7 is going to be bigger. So, you know. Evolving again like the chimpanzee, going back like what evolution says. doesn't matter. God remains God and he created us. And we were created in his image. So I used to tease some of my say, well, if you think that uh, I was a chimpanzee before and whatever, God is God and I'm created in his image. Whatever God wants me to be, I, that I shall be. If you think we came from a bacteria, it's fine. God was the one who made that one, the first one. Why? Because he was there from the beginning. And you'll be there tomorrow. 
How many theories have we put up and have we disproved? In my own days as a PhD student, I disproved some theories. I wrote papers about it. And now some students that came after me are saying this one that Farai managed to find, we have now understood a little bit more. It's not like he said. And they are making new models on top of the ones I made. Why? Because that's just how it is. But one thing has stayed God. God has remained God. Amen. And as he says, I remain God. I declare the end from the beginning. I, I, I know the start. Oh, somebody says God knows my start. And I know your end. He knows your end. He knows where you must be. He knows the height to which you must arise. And I'm here to announce to somebody that you must get there. You must get there. You must reach your full potential. You must reach there which God has said you must reach to. Don't let anything limit you because God is at the end of it. God is at the end of it. And he declares the end from the beginning. He declares the end from the... So if he, if he wants you to be great, he has declared it while you are not great. <laughs> they didn't catch it. If he wants you to be great, he declares it before you are great. If he's, uh, who are you who is going to be called Mr. President? God declared it before you even knew that you were fit for presidential material. He declares it. He's declared you a successful businessman. Why? Because he knows you. Even right now when you're still borrowing money for rent, he declares you. Because he declares the end from the beginning. Greater the end of a matter than the beginning. He declares. He's declared from the, the end, from the beginning. And from the ancient times, the things that are not yet done. The things that are not yet done. You know, there are things that are not yet done that God has declared. There is a path that you must walk. There is a place that you must put your foot on. There is a victory that you must have. He has declared the things that are not yet done. So it doesn't matter where you are. What you need to find out is what has God declared about me. What has God declared about me? And this is why prepare is so important. Because you must find that which God has declared. And then when you have found the things that God has declared about you, life becomes exciting. You know, life can be challenging when you don't know where you're going. But when you know where you're going, life becomes exciting. Even when challenges come, you say, well, this one is only stopping me from getting there. But I'm not going to stop here. I'm going to keep on going. Why? Because I know where I am going. I know where I must be. I know who I am. I know what I must be. I know what I must become. So you keep on pressing. You keep on going. Paul would say, you know what? There are challenges along the way, but one thing I do, I press on towards the goal 
Philippians chapter 3. I press on towards the goal to reach that which Christ has called me, has once took hold of me. He, in other words, he was saying, I have seen where God wants me to be. I've tasted of his goodness. I've tasted of something great. I know there's something great and I must not miss it. I must keep on going. I must keep on getting there. I must keep on pushing. And so I press on towards the goal. I leave the things of today behind and I continue going forward. Until I have it, it's an understanding of where we are going. And so God says, I declare the things of, of, of the end from the beginning. Right now where you are, you need to start asking God, what is the end? How should I end? Where is the end of the race? Where is the end of the assignment? What does the end look like? What does success look like? I have a manager who likes to ask me, Farai, when you say you've succeeded, what does success look like? What does your success look like? She gives me a project and says, what does the success of this project look like? Not just the project is done, but what does it look like? You paint the picture of the end before you even start. And the picture that you've put about the end determines what you begin to do in between. You see the picture. Do you, know, do you know why? This is why when they are building, when they want to build a house, they don't just start building and put brick here, brick there, brick there. No, they build what's called a model. And nowadays, thank God for, for 3D imaging. They can make, put all kinds of, and you feel like you're already walking inside the building. Before it is even there, why are they spending so much time doing that? It's about the end. You need to see the end. Because the end will begin to determine what you do now. It determines how you're going to walk on a daily basis. But when we don't see the end, I was challenging some, 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 some guys going through marriage counseling. And I said, marriage is for how long? At least. What was that lifetime? 50 plus years. You need to think about, where do I want to be in 50 years in my marriage? You have clocked 50 years in marriage. That's where you need to think about. And you know what, when I, when I challenged another couple about, write me a vision, tell me what's your plan. All the time they are ending up until the day they get married. <laughs> but marriage is for over 50 years. If you live long enough, I pray that you will live long enough. But you need to think about the next 50 years, not the next one year. <laughs> Church, it's about the end. And so in order to get the end, you need to start asking God now. And this is why God is saying we must seek him. Seek him now. Seek for his face now. Go into prayer. Go into the word. Seek him now. Try out what he's saying. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 34 verse 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Why? Because you know what? You, you go in and he tells you something. You taste it and you see that he's good. You go to the Lord. He tells you something and you try it out and you see that he is good. You, he gives you another word. You try it out and you see that he is good. And then and the more you do that, the more you will desire to pray and to prepare and to preach. Preach, I said, is about your life showing forth the goodness of God. Your life being a testimony. It's not about you standing at a pulpit. It's about your life being a testimony. That's preaching. It's not about you standing at the street corner and shouting, come to Jesus. No, it's about you standing at the street corner and people asking, are you a Christian? 
That's preach. It's about you in a shop and having to pay something, and everybody's shoving and pushing, and you are calm then, and you're gentle, and, you, and, and you, there's something different about you. What is it? Are you a believer? That's preach. But it comes from being with the Lord in prayer and in preparation. You prepare today for the future. Amen. Amen. Like the builders making their architectural drawings, making their small models. They build the city on a small model first before they even dig the ground outside. Prepare. And to prepare, you need to have vision. And where does vision come from? It comes from the revelation you will get when you are going into the word of God. We need to be people that go into his word. We need to have people that, that are going to go deep to come out with what is God saying about me now. From the ancient times, the things that are not yet done. You see, God wrote about your life in his book of books. And David would say about them in Psalm 139, great are the things that you've written over my life. Great is the sum of them. Jeremiah would capture it this way. Say, Lord, your thoughts for me are great. They are thoughts for a future, for a hope. His thoughts are for an expected end. And to get that expected end, it means you've got to be able to know what is on the mind of God. And how can you get the mind of God is by fellowshipping with him. Because how can we get to know the mind of God is by the Spirit. These things no ear has heard, no mind has, has thought about, no eye has seen. But they are revealed to us by His Spirit. They are revealed to us by His Spirit. His Spirit gives us that understanding, that revelation. Jesus would say, you know, when you have the Holy Spirit, John chapter 16, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. He will guide you into all truth. He will help you in all things. And so we need to connect with God in the place of prayer and in the place of his word. And he will give us all things so that we may be able to be prepared for the future. And our lives will preach. Amen. Our lives will preach. Our lives will preach. And I want to end with, with the statement the last one he says, and my counsel shall stand. His counsel shall stand. You see, whatever God will say to you, it is the substance. His word is truth. And his word cannot be broken. And God says, you know what? I've even exalted my word, even above my own name. And my word will not come to you and return to me void. It will make sure that it achieves or accomplishes that which I've sent it to do. Like the rain that falls upon the ground. You know what? Rain that hits on the ground, no matter how small, it brings a change. Brings a change. The grass was brown. Put, give it some rain. It changes. Becomes green. Even if it is for a short while, but you see the effect of the rain. Plants that were wiltering. Give them some rain and suddenly they all look healthy. I've been in a place where you've, you see drought and you walk into a field in the morning and the plants are all on the ground. And then it rains at midday and suddenly all the plants are upright. And you know, 
You know the rain was not enough for the season, but for that day, you can see the effect of the rain. Being in a place which was desert, and because of a little rain in the morning and some dew, that rain changed the landscape over a night. And suddenly, it was starting to show life again, where you thought nothing could grow here, but because it has rained. And so is his word. And he says, my counsel shall stand. It shall stand to do what God has sent it to do. It shall stand to accomplish what he desires it to accomplish in your life. It shall stand to ensure that you make it. It shall stand to ensure that you go through it. I was challenged this weekend. And, and when somebody came over to our house and, and says, you know, we, I heard about you. And we're sitting there with my wife and, and I was being challenged to say, you know, some of the things that God said in our lives when we were, when we were younger than we are now. Back in 1999, in 2000, God was teaching us particular things, saying particular things. And now we can impart those things to others. And so he was sitting there just listening and listening and listening and just taking everything in. And I was just thinking, wow. And then when he suddenly said, you know what, I'd heard about you. And what I've heard about you, I see the grace of God in your life. And I knew it was because there was a counsel of the word of God that I was able to hold on to. My wife was able to hold on to it. And it has transformed our lives to be who we are. That somebody can come and tap from it. And I was thinking, if we had not listened to the word of God. You know, like, I, like God was just reminding us. Remember, I am... God, if we had not listened to the counsel of God, if we had listened to the counsel of men, because I had friends and I had parents and I had, I had relatives and I had teachers who, who, one teacher said to me, you spend too much time in church. My chemistry teacher, I could tell you his name. He wrote on my report card to my parents. He spends too much time in church. And can you imagine your parents seeing that, that report card? Spending too much time in church. And I'm paying so much, thousands of, of Zimbabwe dollars. In, that was still when the Zimbabwe dollar had value. And, and so much money for you to go to school and, and you, you're doing chemistry. And for goodness sake, you're spending too much time in church rather than the chemistry lab. If I'd listened to the counsel of them, I would have missed what God wanted of my life. And at the same time, I had a mathematics teacher who said to me, I pray that you don't become like Jonah. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? And he says, Jonah ran away from God. And, and, and he says, I, I know you're good at mathematics. I, I know you're good at your chemistry. And I know you love biology. But I pray you do not forget God like Jonah. And my chemistry teacher is saying, I'm spending too much time in church. And here I am today. I chose to listen to the counsel of the Lord. And I pray that I'll continue to be able to listen to the counsel of God. But I give us a challenge together. Can we go and seek the counsel of God? Can we go and seek God? In the men's meeting, we said we're going to read some books. What books were we going to read? Timothy, Timothy, Titus. And if, if possible, also Ezra. Why are we doing that? Because we want to go back to find the counsel of God. 
We want to go back to find his word. What is God saying to us? What is God saying to you, to me? And when I found it, I want to live by it. Can you put back the scripture? When I found it, I want to live by it. Because his counsel will stand. See, that says, my counsel shall stand. And I will do my pleasure. And I will do my pleasure. The counsel of God will stand. The direction of God will stand. It will stand for you because it is a sure foundation. It's a firm foundation. You can rest in the counsel of God. Amen. You can trust in him. He will never disappoint you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You can depend on him. His word for you is a good word. It is to give you life. And when you have found his counsel, you will also have his pleasure. Psalm 16, verse 11. It says what? In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. We can find pleasure. We all love pleasure or not. We love to have, you know, good life. Nobody wants to struggle with life. Crying over this one and crying over that one. No, I don't like that. I don't want that. I don't want to live in a squeezed place. I want space because it's pleasurable. I want to live life and enjoy my day because that's good and God wants us to enjoy that he wants us to have that you can have that but it's found in the counsel of the Lord I've seen people who have all the other things but have not God and they do not enjoy their pleasures they are frustrated by the things they have but when you can find God your pleasures will make sense. Hallelujah. The pleasures at his right hand are more than adequate. Amen. They are more than enough. And so he says, I will do all my pleasure. And I pray that you will key into the pleasure of the Lord. I will do all that I desire. That's the other word that God was saying on the word pleasure. All that he desires, all that he purposes, all that he intends for you. And we can find it if we can go into his word i think i'll stop here for today the other scripture that i wanted to give you i'll just give you this one but but i'll come back to it another time it says in matthew chapter 6 says seek ye first the kingdom of god that's verse 33 and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you but i'm going to stop then and just say you know the counsel of the lord is perfect it's true the counsel of the Lord is, is, is ways are judgment. You know, and that's the song based on Deuteronomy 32. It says, ascribe greatness to our God and King. His way is perfect. And all his, his judgments are true. If we can find the way of God, that way is found in his word. It's found in spending time with God. Because it is in the place of reading his word and in prayer that we will get revelation for our individual situation. And you know what? God has a specific word for each and every one of us. We may read this scripture together, but each and every one of us has something specific that speaks to us.
That's revelation. But we need to go into his word. And we need to be people that are praying to be able to find that word. That's for you. I found mine. Can you find yours? Let's stand to our feet to pray. Ascribe greatness to our God and King. And I just want you to pray. I want you to pray by yourself. I'll ask you to pray another prayer, but I just want you to pray firstly by yourself. You know, God is saying, remember, if you can, if you can just put the, he, they will play the, the music. Can you put the scripture back, Isaiah 46? Can you put the scripture back? Verse 9 and, verse nine and 10. His, his way is perfect and you need to find that way. He said, remember the things that I am God. Remember that I am God. Remember that I am God. I, I, I don't know. Can you, can you remember that he is God in your life? Can you remember that he is the Lord? He is the way maker. He is God who stands for you. Can you remember him? Can you remember him? Can you remember him? The things that you have begun to stray away from him and the things that you've not been asking of him. He says, remember that I am God. And, and ask him to say, God, give me your counsel. Give me your counsel. Give me your word. Give me your insight. Give me your revelation. I need you, oh God, to speak to me. Lord, I, I come to you, Jesus. That Because you know the end from the beginning. God, show me the picture of the end show me the picture of the end of this project of the end of this program the end of this period the end of this of these emotions the end of this situation show me god how my marriage ought to go how it ought to be that i can live towards it show me oh god how my work ought to be that i may live and work towards it lord in the name of jesus just pray for yourself let the counsel of god come over you download it onto your spirit right now as we pray in the name of the lord jesus choir i want you to pray in tongues i want you to pray in tongues you guys just keep playing just keep playing it choir i want you to speak in tongues and speak into your mics. And church, pray and say, God, let the counsel from on high. I, I, I receive it today. I return to you, Lord. I return to you, Jesus. I return to you, my God. Where I'd forgotten you, I come back to you. Where I'd forgotten, I come back to you, Lord. That God, I may receive of your word. I may receive of your understanding. I may receive of your grace, oh God. Ah, Jesus, I pray, my Lord and my God, Jehovah, meet with me right now. I need you, Lord God, Jehovah, to speak, oh God, your counsel into my life. To speak, oh God, Jehovah, your counsel into my life right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, that God, my Lord, pray and commit your life to Jesus. Pray and commit your life to Jesus. Pray and commit your life to Jesus. Your relationship with Jesus must become stronger as you remember him and he will remember you. Your relationship with Jesus. It's about your relationship with Jesus. It's your relationship with Jesus that must grow, that must become solid, that you must connect again to Jesus today. In the name of the 
Lord Jesus. My God, we pray. There is a release of his mercy. There's a release of his mercy. There's a release of his mercy in the name of Jesus. It's breaking excuses and limitations in your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Mando go sekate Rebecca Haya. Muraba Baba Shandor Koyera Bashata. Yereva Kesenda Rabakahera Shanda Rabatai. God I pray. Lord Rabashita Kehetata. Yera Bosheka Manandarabata. It's breaking compromises in the name of Jesus. Compromises that have become deep seated in your life. Today be broken in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah, my God. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. God desires to have fellowship with you. God desires to get closer to you. Draw near to Him in the name of Jesus. My Lord, my God, we desire your counsel today. I pray for your counsel today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I bless the Lord. Oh, you God. have shown me the path of life. You 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 have shown me the path of life. In the name of joy at your right hand are pleasures ever. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. I believe God has given a word to somebody for the church. Come and give it. Psalm 16, verse 6. The lines are fallen unto me. In pleasant places, ye, I have a goodly heritage. Lord God says that the boundary lines that we are set have been shifted, and they are falling in the right place. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Go ahead and make that prayer. Say, Lord, thank you. Thank you that my, the lines, the boundaries, the limitations have been moved and have been put in the right places. Things that were a blocker have been removed so that you may be able to get the territory that, was, that is meant for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you, my God. Thank you, Jesus. We worship your name, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that we have. We have the heritage a good heritage 
a good heritage. Thank you that the lines are laid in favorable places. We thank you, Jesus, for your counsel. Thank you, Lord, for your counsel. We give you praise. We give you honor. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the release of your favor over our lives. Thank you for the release of your favor over our lives. Be exalted, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus.